Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, I'm Eric Engel with my beautiful wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. Can you tell me, my love, what we have going on today? We do. We have a little bit of a twist. Generally, we talk to the wives to equip the wives. But today I thought, wouldn't it be great if you as a husband could kind of speak into their hearts and minds on how a husband could lead a strong-willed wife? If if anyone could teach that, that would be you. How in the world would I know anything about that? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay. So how can a husband lead a strong-willed wife? Mm-hmm. Okay. She's 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 fiery, wild you, stallion. I mean, you just want to get right into it. Is that it? I do. I, I I think. Let me preface it this way. I think if you're younger, married, this message would really apply more to more of a newly married husband than one who has been married for a long time. Because generally, the longer you've been married, the more wounds there are. So there, I don't want to spend in this podcast ways to help the wounded. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand that. Okay. So here's what we want to do. We want to go all the way back to the beginning. Yes. Okay. Because when they were dating, hopefully, and, and this is really sad if it's not the case, but hopefully they were on the same page at that point. I mean, they both felt like, yeah, I love this gal. I love this guy. Right. If they weren't, I don't know what to say about that. I mean. <laughs> right. I mean, people get married for different reasons. I mean, generally we think they got married because there was unity and they were in love. They were in love. But sometimes marriage happens because of poor choices and it led to other poor choices. So, you know, so we're going with he's in love with her. She's in love with him. They think they're each, you know, better than sliced bread, and she wants to go where he goes. This is kind of like what every parent would want for their child, you know, in the sense of, I'd want my sons to marry a gal that would want to follow them. Okay. All right. So then if we're going back to the beginning, they were both on the same page at one point. They they felt that uh, they understood each other. They felt that uh, hopefully there was congruency in their faith, because yes. we're talking to believers that right. uh, that should have should have felt like, yeah, she loves the Lord, he loves the Lord, that whole thing. We're going to the basic biblical foundation of they are now either engaged or they're getting married. This is this is the audience for this podcast, in my opinion. So how, how can they, okay, so this is, this is not going, this is not to someone who's got a disgruntled wife who's no. just been out of shape. At That's him another and, podcast. That's not today's podcast. Okay. All right. Well, not that they can't get anything out of this one. Right. But there would probably be a few more steps because she, she has a hard heart or something. Okay. She's well, wounded. Well, the first thing is, is to make sure that you set the guidelines that you both understand your roles. Because if they don't have that conversation at the beginning, 
that this is this is who I am and what God has told me to do in this relationship. This is who you are and this is what God has told you to do in this relationship. Do we agree on that? Well, it's funny because when I was dating you, I don't think we had those those exact conversations. That's interesting because I think we did. You know, now in my mind, I was just like, I ain't going to marry some man who I'm not willing to follow because I knew what the Bible had to say about a husband being the leader, you know, and the wife, she, you know, the husband's the head. And so for me, it was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to date a guy that I don't respect. And I'm certainly not going to marry one I don't respect because the biblical guidelines for a wife is to follow her husband. I'm you know? sure that we had those conversations in some form or fashion. Maybe in some form or fashion, uh, but not... Especially from where I was coming from. Yeah. I'm sure we did. Well, you probably just kind of asked me a question in a roundabout way. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? And I'm not realizing that you're talking to me about biblical doctrine in regards to marriage. Okay. Right. So I do know before we were engaged... Right before we were engaged, I talked about quitting my job so I could be your helper in your business. And what was my response to that? Um, I think you kind of freaked out a little bit because... <laughs> well, at the time, at the time I was poor. Right. And, and you had a brand new expensive car that I hadn't considered when I... Right, right. So I think just there was some shock value to it as you being the financial provider was overwhelming. But I think that there was that element or that principle of me following you, of me helping you. Right. Okay. So, so let's, let's bring it back to, you have to get on the same page. Okay. Biblically is what I'm talking about. If you're not on the same page, you got to get there somehow. You got to say, look, hon, I want to live with you in harmony. I want to lead you the way God has said that I'm to lead you. How do you feel about that? If you had said that to me and I was a young, well, I was a young Christian saved for a year and a half before we got married. Right. Um, I would have been like, what does that look like? Okay. Spell it out because what does I don't that look like. I don't understand it. Okay. So <laughs> do I have an opinion in this? Do I have a say in this? Do you understand where I'm coming from? As a, as a woman who wasn't raised in the church, what does it exactly look like for me to follow you as my husband? Sure. But you asked the question, well, what does that look like? You're right. not committing to anything yet. Right. Right. Okay. And I was said, well, that's fantastic. Why don't we search the Bible together and find out what it looks like? That would be, that would be my advice to start off with. What does the Bible say? Hey, if we're both committed believers, then we both want to follow what God has to say about how marriage should function. Wouldn't you agree? I, I agreed with all that. And I did back then. But I would also have been very overwhelmed because the Bible is such a big book from the perspective that I was coming from. You know, that's just like, well, so we go through the Bible. Like, how do I go about my everyday life? That's what I'm trying to connect. Okay, you know? and I understand and, that. And there are some, there are some biblical, uh, obviously biblical premises, but the Bible doesn't say who takes out the trash. Right. And, uh, you know, who makes the meals and all that sort of thing. It does say who makes the money. It, who's to provide, who's yes. Who's to provide. It does say who takes care of the home. Right. 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 And, and that sort of thing. So those, I guess those are some of the things, some of the areas that we would start in. Yeah, okay. and we did. We did touch on those. And I guess where the gray area would have been for me and maybe a, a wife in this situation is, 
what exactly does it look like to follow her husband? I mean, I know when we were dating and engaged, you'd ask me, you want to go here for dinner? Do you want to go there for dinner? It was just like, you're not my husband. So I could say no all day long, you know? Right. But then it gets a little bit different. But I wouldn't have asked you if I didn't really want to know. Right, right, right. You were doing it because, you know, you're courting me and you're, you know, you're wanting to love me and treat me to, to good things. But then when you're married, when I'm married, it's just like, well, it was just a really interesting transition for me to go from I'm fully in charge of my entire life and no man is going to tell me what to do to now being married and I'm following your leadership. Okay. But it all comes back to you have to have agreement to begin with. Right. Because if you're, if both of you are reading a different book or you're playing by a different playbook, that I mean, well, you know, I'm playing by basketball rules and you're playing by baseball rules. How are we going to come together? How are we right. going to... Well, and the Bible talks about a house divided cannot stand. So right. you, you have to go back to... The unity, you know, and I think some people think that unity means that we, we think alike and it's just like, well, no, not necessarily. It's just that you're in agreement into where you're going. Well, if you want to think alike, go back to the Bible and think what the Bible says in spite of what you think. Right. Because I'm of the opinion that if God tells you to stand on your head for 30 minutes a day and you don't understand why... You still you should do it. do it. You do it anyways. Well, Jesus said, follow me. I mean, right. we're, we're called Christ followers, not it, Christ If you love leaders. me, you will follow my commandments. Right. Right? Okay, so we were on the same page. Okay, so but that's the first thing, and that is that is huge. I mean, that is the foundation right there of the entire marriage. Right. Because it is, in essence, the playbook, okay? Mm-hmm. We're both agreeing on these rules. I don't know, you know, if people have ever played sports... I mean, there are rules. Right. I play volleyball. There are rules. Well, it's marriage according to God. Right. Those are the rules. And you have to agree on the rules to begin with. Now, if you have a strong-willed gal, (laughs) okay, you still need to make sure that she agrees to the rules. Right. And, And this is not pitting the husband against the wife. No. Because, look, hon, we are one, which means that we're going to do this thing together. And if we're going to have the most successful marriage, let's follow the one who spoke the world into existence. Right. The one right. that is so smart that that I can't even fathom, his, you know, the dumbest thing. You know, I mean, just so we have to agree on that to begin with. Okay. So are things going to be hard? Yes. I think that's the second thing is let's agree that our individual roles and how how I lead you and how you have to follow me could be hard sometimes because uh, I would say to my wife, I would say, I'm not always the brightest guy. And, and frankly, no guy is, if he thinks he is, then he's dumber than even the dumbest guy. Okay. So you, you have to have a humility and say, look, I'm not necessarily the, the brightest guy, but in spite of that, if I'm not sinning, you have to be willing to allow me to lead. That means if if taking this freeway gets us there 45 minutes faster, and I think taking the side streets is better, you have to allow me to take the side streets because is that sin? No, maybe stupidity. And, and by the way, 
that guy will learn how to trust his wife in certain situations. And he'll learn, hey, you know, next time I'm going to listen to her because (laughs) the freeway was faster. Okay. But what she cannot do is impose herself on him and try to force her way because that will just push a guy away. And I know Mm -hmm. we're talking about the husband. Uh, So we've talked about uh, before about the difference between a leader and a ruler. Right. Okay. A ruler is someone, is a husband who says, hey, I'm in charge and you're going to listen to what I have to say. And he doesn't consider how his wife feels because the Bible talks about dwelling with her with understanding. Okay. So if, if you as a husband have this attitude of, hey, I call the shots around here. I make the money. I heard some cornball tell me one day in our house, we live by the golden rule. He says, he who makes the gold rules, meaning he was the provider, so he called the shots. What, what a statement. And by the way, and I've said this before because uh, this guy was a client, but he's now divorced. Right. Okay. And even after he is divorced, he, he, he was still the same jerk. Right. 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 But uh, bottom line is, is that the husband has to be willing to lead like a leader, like Jesus, like a shepherd. He cannot rule because that's the easiest way to push a strong-willed woman away. Oh, or she'll fight back. Right. Right. Well, I, I mean. Yeah. I mean, she'll, if, she won't follow. Let's just put it that way. Right. Right. I mean, she will contend. You know, if you came at me all controlling, no, no, I, no, that, that wouldn't work for me. But the Bible says, let us reason together. Right. It says that a kind word turns away wrath. Okay? Right. Right. Now, there, there may be gals that, that are just so contentious that they aren't going to be led. And in that regard, I tell the, I tell the guy, what can you do to lead her? You can't. Yeah, because that's Lord, another podcast. the Lord has to work on her heart. But he has to be willing to uh, sit down with her and they have to agree. They have to agree. They have to be on the same page. He has to lead like Jesus. Mm-hmm. He cannot rule. Mm-hmm. If he's going to rule, that means that he's not considering her. And But I want to tell you something. If you got a good gal and you consider her, even if she's a strong-willed gal, then you have a mighty force on your side. Like I do. I have a mighty force in my gal. Thanks, be- love. Because I consider her. I consider you. And and when I don't, you're ready to point out, hey, you didn't consider me in this. But as a shepherd, I want to say, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. A ruler says, tough luck. I'm in charge. You aren't. You don't tell me what to do. Well, and a ruler... <laughs> A ruler is just pulling along, I, I wouldn't even call them a follower because they're forced. They're being bullied. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's like a slave. Well, let's consider the way Jesus led. Jesus went in the right direction and he invited people to follow him. Right. Well, right? The, it was a very attractive thing to, to follow. His, the way he had relationships with others, it it drew you to him. Okay. But I'd have to say that if he went to the Sea of Galilee and he said to the fishermen, lay down your nets and follow me. And they said, nope, not going to do it. We like fish too much. 
<laughs> I don't believe that he would have sit there and whined with them. Come on. Come on, guys. You got to follow me. Right. He would have moved on. No, he would have moved on. And he would have kept going in the right direction. Right. So a lot of times, it, husbands, if your wife will not follow you, she's strong-willed, you have to go in the right direction. And you have to pray for her. And you have to appeal to her in kindness. Consider her. And... Try to get to the same page, live by the same rules, because if you can't do that, then what's the point? Okay, so we had a couple of podcasts earlier about how how a strong-willed wife could follow a husband, okay? And one of the things you said in it was giving, giving your wife room to soar. I did? You that did. must have been a great comment. I don't remember it. It was. It was a great comment. It was just... You know, I guess you, you trusting in me that we were a on the same page, that there was unity there. We're heading in the same direction. Okay. You knew that I was going to follow, but then you had enough discernment to kind of step back and I guess maybe watch my relationship with the Lord and, and, and go where the Lord's, you know, taking me, you, you allowed you have allowed me to fly, in essence, and blossom. Okay. Well, one. Okay. So let's expound upon that a little bit. One of the things about uh, leading your wife is to see where she does blossom and see what what turns her on, what gets her excited. I know when I'm with you, I'm always watching what gets you going, <laughs> and I want to send you in that direction. So you study me. Sure, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I absolutely. tell wives to study their husbands. And, so, and there, there have been times, even when you're tired and beat down, and you're like, "No, I don't want to lead a Bible study this year. Or I don't want." I know that when you do, that's when you're in the best place. And so, I have encouraged you to go ahead and do that, be, because I know that that's that's the best place for you. So, would you say? Outside of a husband studying his wife to see, you know, where where does she blossom? Where's the passion? Because I can remember as a young wife, and I was very ill, and I had the the kids. They were they were little. They were like you know under four four years old, both of them. And I was leading Bible study at the time, and every summer we had a break. Mm-hmm. And you noticed this before I did, which I was just fascinated with. You had said you're in a funk. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm in a funk? All right. You dig a hole and you sit in it. Yeah. So, you know, you you realized that, hey, she's passionate about the Lord. She's passionate about, you know, teaching women and encouraging women. I need to fan that flame because really, especially the things of the Lord, I come back filled. My spirit comes back filled. You were always very much of go to the women's conference, go to Bible studies, go minister to women. You've For the last 21 years of our marriage, you've always said those things to me because you know that it feeds my spirit. I grow spiritually. So you're like fanning that flame of me getting closer to Jesus and using the gifts that God's given me because- But that's that's simple. I understand that's simple, but you're talking to, I want you to talk to a young husband. I want to tell you why it's simple. Okay. Because there's no better wife than a godly wife. There, There is no better wife than that. I don't care who she is. I don't care where she comes from. There's no better wife than a godly wife. It but you're, you're 56 years old and a couple decades into this marriage where I, I want you to understand that not every young 
husband has the insight that you have. Well, he does now because I just told him. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the purpose of this podcast is, Okay, so you let know, me say it again. There is no better wife than a godly wife. I don't care how beautiful these women are on TV. I don't care how, how strong they are in the workplace. I don't care how sweet they are out there in the world. There's no better wife than a godly wife. And so if you understand that, then you would encourage your wife to be a godly wife. And you encourage her in the areas that strengthen her. Now, there are times when I, I would see that you're in a funk and it's not something that I can help you with. Right. I'd even call one of your friends. You would. And I'd say, hey, call my wife, take her out to coffee. She needs a friend. I mean, that. I don't know if other guys do that, but I did that. You've because, done that multiple times. Because I knew that that was good for you. Well, and I think because generally in the majority of my relationships, I'm the one always pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. And a lot of times, you know, I think people think, oh, well, Jillian, you're so strong. And I even had one woman in Bible study last year who said, you know, I got you all wrong. I totally thought you all had it. To, you had it together and everything was perfect in your life. And because and, I don't wear a mask going to Bible study, I don't wear a mask on the blog or on a podcast. It's like this, this is me, this is real and everything is not fine. And I have no problem saying that because I think, you know, transparency needs to happen amongst the body of Christ. Right. Okay. So anyways, this woman was just like, yeah, you know, you say all the right things in Bible study, you answer all the right, right questions, but yet she could see that I was going through a season where my heart was just broken. And initially, she didn't want to approach me because she's just thought, oh, well, she's so strong in the Lord and she's got it all together. But then she learned more about me and, and saw, oh, she's hurting and she's real. And so I guess it gave her permission to say things to me and kind of minister to me. You know, so you realized as a husband, oh, my wife's usually out here leading all these women, but she needs to be ministered to. Okay, so let's let's just look at it this way. I would suggest that these husbands go to the wife and say, "Hun, there's nothing better than a godly wife. And I believe that's what you want to be. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. They're going to say, yes, it is. Then what can I do to help you be a more godly wife? How can I encourage you? Where can I send you? How can I help you in the house? Whatever it is. Right. Not, not to be less tired or this or that how to be a more godly wife. Because I told you originally, if you serve the Lord, then I would be served. Right. And that has worked out very well for me. Okay. So uh, if, you want, if you want ease in leading your wife, obviously the more godly she is, the easier she is to lead, no right. matter what her personality is. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So you really paying attention to you know, because we have our flesh, we could feed our flesh all day long and we'll never be content. But if we feed our spirit, we are naturally going to be more satisfied with life because we're glorifying the Lord in those experiences. Right. Because she's going to be more willing to follow. Mm -hmm. And when she's wrong, she's going to feel more convicted because she's closer to Jesus. Right. Right. So it's right. a win, win, win all the way around. Well, that's, that, that's excellent advice for these young bucks that might be hearing this episode or those that are on the verge of marriage. So feel free to share this with... You know what? Even a guy who has a gal who is hard to lead and he's been married to her for a while, I still think that's great advice. Say, look, honey, we're, I want to be together. I don't want to be separate. 
I want to be together with you and and follow some of that guidelines, I think it'll go a long way. It will. It will. And I had, uh, we had a gentleman who left a message recently and, you know, everything you shared today would apply to him, but we just have to add a few more things onto it because okay. of the, the wounded heart, you know, the hard heart there, where generally when you start off marriage, you don't have hard hearts. That's just years of unresolved stuff that obviously hasn't been tended to. So, right. Anyways, well, I appreciate you sharing your your insight, and um, I'm Jolene Engel at JoleneEngel.com. Well, I'd like to tell you that I'm a really smart guy, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Look, anything that someone got about got out of this, it's all because of Jesus. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So anyway, I'm Eric Engel, and you're my wife, and you can find us where at JoleneEngel.com. Until next time, embrace your choice. <laughs>